Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, another day in Second Thessalonians, or as Barrett Fisher would say, two Thessalonians, and um, that that is a that's a way to say it. But we have a much uh, more sort of pastoral word that's a continuation of yesterday's thought, which obviously also a pastoral word, but is a little more high level and instructional. And this is a little more personal and comforting. And really, you know, off the bat, it's this reminder of identity. Yeah. It's this comfort and, and you know, sort of like this commendation and prayer. Um, I, I think it's a it's a great model um, in many ways for us. And, you know, I love in Paul's epistles, there's these little like sections that kind of close off with this warm pastoral sort of prayer. Um, so that's kind of what we have going on today. Thomas, what are your thoughts on everything going on here in these few verses? Yeah. You know, I mean, when you get one of those kind of conjunctions to start something off, um, obviously you've got to remember what we were talking about. And so, uh, when you get the, the, but we ought always, you're like, okay, well, I need to remember what we were talking about. And yesterday, uh, he addresses this real specific issue and yep. the issue is yep. they're afraid that they've missed the second coming of Christ. And, uh, and he explains that tells yep. them they haven't. Um, and so now as a result, he's like, Hey man, we really thank the Lord for you. Mm-hmm. And then I love how he always, uh, gives most always gives, um, a little, a, a little gospel like explanation after mm-hmm. those kinds of statements. He says, Brothers beloved by the Lord, mm. you've been chosen by God as the first fruits. And then it's he kind of tells like what does life in Christ look like? Sanctification by the Spirit, belief in the truth. And so he's like, Hey, I'm so I'm so pumped. You are loved by the Lord. He has saved you. He chose you. He saved you. He's growing you in your walk with him. Mm-hmm. And you're anchored in the truth of God, which is the word. Mm-hmm. And so I just love how he kind of like, he just tosses that in his little sentence. Yeah. It takes us, you know, 90 seconds to unpack it. And we're just barely unpacking it. We're just looking what's in the suitcase. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they, they are there. He's encouraging them. Hey, y'all are growing in your faith mm-hmm. and, and you're loved by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think you could just pause right there for a second and just say, Hey, do I reflect often enough that I am beloved? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, man, I'm one of his children mm. if I'm in Christ. And man, 
let me check myself a little bit. Like, am I still being sanctified? Is he still cutting off like little rough corners? Is he, uh, is he, is he prying loose, you know, um, the, some of the, the rock that stuck to the, the gold that he's, that he's drawn out of me? Like, is yeah. he, you know, am I, am I still being sanctified? Am I rooted in the truth? Am I still believing in the truth? All the other voices that I'm hearing. Um, and so I think that's a, a beautiful like exhortation cause they've been afraid and he's like, Hey, Hey, all right, let's put the fears to bed. Um, the false ones mm-hmm. let's kindle a fear of the Lord and let's remember the gospel. Yeah. There's something really powerful about remembering the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I totally agree to that point. I think as we grow as Christians and learn more and try to understand more, it's easy to take up this disposition where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah the gospel is the basics. It's kind of like the starter pack. That's where you like enter into this new way of thought right. and yeah. religion and relationship with God. But like, you know, the let's talk about eschatology now. Like let's, let's get into the big stuff. And there's like this circular motion where it's like, yeah, of course, like press into things, but it also comes straight back to the gospel, you know, that, yeah. And that is what it's not just understanding the man of lawlessness sort of stuff that's going to put your mind at ease. Um, but it, it's ultimately knowing that you're beloved by God, which yes. is how you got here in the first place. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you and I talked about this, uh, I guess, a couple months ago now or something. Time flies when you're having fun. Come on. But for the Young Adult Ministry, we did like a little three week uh, series called You Asked For It. And it was basically. Um, sort of like a, uh, I don't know, a question answering series. Yeah, like yeah. People, people submitted people questions. Submitted like yeah. everything under the sun from like, who can I date to, um, you know, what day and hour is she is returning? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, you know, a little all, bit of everything. All the things. But you and I, we had a conversation afterwards um, and, and it, it was a lot of fun to press into those questions. But we were talking about afterwards, like most of the questions that were brought up, I think if you took them to you know, like a real mature believer. Like when we were talking about it, I, I used my dad as an example yeah. who like loves the Lord more than anyone I know and is like more faithful to the Lord than anyone I know. And I think if you took those questions to him, he was very wise, very well read, all that has a great library of theological books. He'd be like, uh, I don't know, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> not in indifference, but just in, you know, recognizing, I guess the like superiority of the mysteries of God yeah. Um, but like, as you grow in maturity, it's not like the, it's not the knowing answers to questions that makes you a more mature Christian. It's understanding that you're loved by God that makes you a mature Christian. So yeah. the more you understand God's love for you, of course, you still press into theological questions. Of course, you still uh, seek out these things, but it's never from a, a position of this will ease my anxiety the the thing that it always has to come back to is I am a brother that's beloved by God. I'm a sister that's beloved by God. And uh, yes. that is what holds you fast. Yes. And I think that uh, when we, when we recall the gospel, uh, you, you're taken back to, um, Oh yeah, that's why I'm still here. Now mm-hmm. I'm an ambassador of the gospel. And I mean, you go to the book of Acts, Every time Paul gets arrested, he's not like, you know, the day of the Lord is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, which is true. He could have. 
He's like, I was on this road. Yeah. And a voice came to me. Yeah. And said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Like he went back to when he was born again. Mm -hmm. He went back to his encounter with Jesus. Why? Because he knows the power of the gospel. Mm -hmm. He starts off the book of Romans. I am not ashamed of the gospel is the power of God to say first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Like he's like, he's always going back to the gospel Mm -hmm. and it's, I mean, he learned a trick and it's a really good one. Like, (laughs) Hey, there's, there's power in the gospel and it undergirds everything else. And by the way, if we get the gospel wrong, we get all the other hard things in the Bible wrong too. Mm -hmm. Like it all hinges on the gospel. I mean, it's the story of scripture, Mm -hmm. the, the fall, the redemption, the restoration, the consummation, like the, I mean, like we see this whole like story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, I said it wrong. The creation, the yeah, fall, the yeah, redemption yeah. and the consummation, like it, the whole Bible hinges on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I do love that he gives like, okay, so as you reflect this, um, so then brothers stand firm hold to the traditions that you were taught. We would, we would call those rhythms here at Christ covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, stand firm in your faith, uh, continue in the rhythms mm-hmm. here. We would say, Hey, that's, that's among other things like, Hey, continue in corporate worship, continue in community, mm-hmm. uh, continue in personal devotion, continue in being faithful with your finances. Continue like he's not telling them rocket science here. Yeah. He's like, remember the gospel. Yeah. Hold to the traditions you were taught. And, uh, and then he's like, Hey, I I am going to pray that Jesus will comfort you Mm. as you, as you do these things. Mm -hmm. I I love that. Amen. Amen. This made me think of Luke 12 and it's, you know, one of these passages where Jesus is teaching this really seemingly reckless lifestyle of the kingdom of God, which, you know, I mean, verse 33 is sell your possessions and give to the needy. Uh, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old. Uh, you know, this like celestial treasure sort of thing. But, you know, that alone is an idea that can produce anxiety, like like hold nothing of this earth dear and give to the needy in all circumstances. Uh, that whole part of like Jesus' discourse, if divorced from the gospel, can create anxiety. Like if yeah. that's a legalistic thing, then that is an awful weight to bear. But I love the verse that comes before that, verse 32, is fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so I think that we even Mm. see in Jesus' teaching, it's not just these like, you know, he explains to people how it's all going to work out so that they have the answers and then they're equipped to go do the right thing. But it's actually just being equipped with the knowledge that God loves me and he finds pleasure in giving me all the riches of heaven. And so I can press on. Amen. So the gospel is the starting point and the ending point of our journey. Man. And I hope well that as we continue in the rhythms we've been taught, Mm -hmm. as we recall the gospel, Mm -hmm. uh, as we're firm in the faith that the Lord does comfort our hearts and establish them in good works and in our words. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's a great word. It's awesome. Love that. All right. Well, tomorrow we're going to get into chapter three, which is the last chapter of second Thessalonians, which is broken up over several days. 
Um, so we're going to see where Paul's taking us. But until then, for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.